Hey guys, if you're digging this content, then I want to personally invite you to join our community and join us live every single Monday at 5.30 Central Standard Time. We host what we call our King's Council Growth Calls. Again, every Monday at 5.30 Central Standard Time. Now, these are our calls in which you can actually participate in. We have a variety of guest speakers that range from business experts to church leaders. We coach on leadership, entrepreneurship, and finances. So join us every Monday, 5.30 Central Standard Time, and get to know the community of like-mindsetted kingdom entrepreneurs. Text the word KING to 727-472-3860. Again, text the word KING to 727-472-3860. I look forward to meeting you live Mondays at 5.30 Central Standard Time. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. You got me solo today, guys, and I'm excited to really dive into, uh, man, kind of elaborate even a little bit more on uh, we had. Uh, Christian and I had a had a fun episode last week in late evening uh, discussion that that him and I had, um, and just as we've kind of uh, been discussing more and more about kingdom entrepreneurship, which by the way, uh, for those of you that do not know, uh, I have released a book. Um, I think we did a decent job promoting this, but there's a book, uh, The Kingdom Entrepreneur. This is the first book in a three part series. Uh, this book is called The Seven-Day Blueprint, so The Kingdom Entrepreneur, The Seven-Day Blueprint, uh, and this is really what we coach on within the King's Council is God's given template. Like He's actually given us a template of how to create. So this, obviously, we speak uh, specifically and, and pretty directly to entrepreneurs, which is great. Uh, that's, that's what I love to do is, is build business, but Believe it or not, God's creation template it works for anything you're looking to create. So whether you're looking to create uh, an incredible relationship, maybe you've been in a relationship for a period of time and you're looking to uh, really hone in or find out like why aren't things going so great? This era, this you know, a lot of us get into a relationship thinking it's going to be all, all uh, you know, roses and and uh, no issues at all, and and. <laughs> If you've been in any relationship long enough, you know that that's not the case. Um, but the commitment that we've made is to continually uh, work on it and continually get better and better un- until the day that we die. That's that's part of what what our our drive is here within the King's Council. And so um, I think it's important that we study the Word of God. Uh, actually, on one of our uh, Monday coaching calls that we've done this past week, one of our members actually uh, had mentioned um, a couple different uh, scriptures, and it really just got me got me going and in, in diving into even uh, in Joshua, Joshua one eight and one nine uh, gives us actually very specific. Let me see if I can just pull it up because I want to just read these uh, for you guys. Very spe- specific directions on how we can be prosperous and successful. Uh, and guys, I think a lot of us listen to podcasts like this. We 
we seek out uh, guidance and, and you know mentorship, which is incredible, right? Like there's absolutely a, a need for that. Uh, and I believe that is a, a you know wise. It's it's wise for us to seek counsel from from others. But at the end of the day, every single one of us has access to a Bible. Uh, if you've got a phone, you've got you can download the Bible. And this living, breathing Word of God is the ultimate, the ultimate personal development, self development book. And while it sometimes can be difficult to to understand initially, dependent upon the the um, version that you have uh it's so it's so important when i the reason why i call it the living breathing word of god is that you know i can read scriptures you know the same scripture a hundred times and and it have a hundred different meanings to me based upon what's going on in my life and what god highlights in my own life and so uh just reading through joshua i said one eight nine one eight says do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Joshua 1, 8 there. So what, obviously I've read this many times. I think I've even had some, some maybe podcasts or some teachings on it within our coaching programs. Uh, and you know, it's, it's interesting. Like a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we think, how do I be prosperous? How do I, how do I become successful? It doesn't get any clearer than this in, in the Bible. Meditate on it day and night. But the cool thing, what stood out to me while I was reading it this particular time was uh, we're supposed to do not let it depart from your mouth. So obviously this means we're supposed to be speaking this stuff, speaking life, speaking everything into existence, which is part of this template, this God-given template. God spoke everything for six days he created by speaking things into existence. But what's interesting, what stood out to me at this is that it says, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And I think a lot of people, because I've been there in in my life as well, while I kind of you know, pride myself on, on action. You hear me maybe talk about action brings clarity. Some of us speak a good game and, and we, we know we have all the knowledge. We, we can, we can talk all day long about what's the best to do. Uh, but are we actually doing it? And there comes a point in time in our life when it's like, okay, enough talk, right? Even in, in Exodus, when, when God's finally like, uh, okay, you, you prayed long enough. Now you got to go. Right. And so I think it's so important for us to meditate on this, speak life, speak words, every, uh, speak positive words, speak life into uh, our situations that we're doing. And we know how to speak by meditating on the word of God. If we're not spending time in the word, we don't know what we're supposed to speak. Right. Uh, but then ultimately, that's going to lead us to doing. Right. Spend some time on that, guys. Put that in your your uh, verse here for the week to just to meditate on and, and let let. God speak to you on what that actually means. So little tangent there, but back to the Kingdom Entrepreneur book. If you want this book, I want to make this available to you guys. First off, I'm going to be reading this thing, Audible version, um, because if if you're listening to this uh, podcast, I imagine you like to listen to books, uh, but some of you like to read it. If you want to physically buy a copy, it's on Amazon. We became an Amazon bestseller in the entrepreneur space, which is super dope. Uh, uh, very, very grateful for, for all of you that, that, um, put us in there, uh, in the entrepreneur space, you know, being kingdom focused and Christians to be highlighted in, you know, of all categories, entrepreneurship means a 
tremendous amount to me. It's incredible. Uh, but also, um, if you want to just get access to this before I do the Audible version, uh, I want to make it available for you for free. So if you want to download a copy of this thing, just text the word seven. Okay, or you could text the number seven. Either one works uh, to 727-472-3860. Again, 727-472-3860. We'll get you a, a bit, essentially a PDF download of that that you can read on your um, read on your phone, uh, print it off if you want to, or if you did want a physical copy of that, again, you're gonna have to order that out of Amazon. I ain't paying for shipping for you guys, but <laughs> uh, I love you guys. So that all being said, the reason I'm I'm kind of setting this um, setting the stage here with this book is because I want to run through some statistics that I've I've specifically gave in this book. Uh, I want to run through those with you guys and just understanding the need and man is need. I'm I don't know if need is the even the right word to hear, but understanding the the drive. Let's call it that. Understanding the reasoning why. I just know God is calling us kingdom entrepreneurs into this space to do, to actually take action here. Yes, we have to meditate on the word. We have to uh, be speaking life, but we are called to do. And so many of us are, are hearers of the word, but are we actually doers of the word? And in the King's Council, we talk a lot about the kingdom economy. Okay, what does that actually mean? First off, king, dumb is God's reign and rule in our life. Okay, and a lot of people think it's 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 a place, but if you look at scripture and you look at the actual uh meaning behind, you guys know I love to get to the root of these words. It's actually most of the times it's used with a verb tense. Okay? Most people think like kingdom is is a noun, but it's actually used as a verb tense. So it's it's an action. It's the the continual rule and reign in in the suffix of the word uh, dumb, D-O-M, it, it's, think of, um, examples would be, we can have, uh, boredom, right? Like you, you can have stardom or freedom, right? In America, we, we pride ourselves on freedom. Um, hopefully we can continue to do that based upon what's happening in the, in the world today, different podcast. Um, but understand what, the, what, what that means there. So God's reign and rule that the place is assumed, but it's, it's the verb tense, the continual tense of God's reign and rule in our life. Okay, that's what kingdom essentially means. And then when we talk about the economy, what in the world is economy? You can do uh, just do a quick Google search and it'll give you uh, the, the actual definition I'll tell you here. It is the wealth and resources of a country or region, especially in the terms of production and consumption of goods and services. Now, keyword that I want to highlight here is production. Okay, that's what it, the, the economy is, right? Even the the United States or any country for that matter, we are given uh, we're a, a value essentially. Uh, countries are valued on a, a acronym called GDP, gross domestic productivity. Right? It's not a country isn't valued based upon how much gold they have stored up. It's not valued on how much money they've printed um right or devalued on how much money they printed but it's it's based upon their gdp their gross domestic productivity and this is guys is just what what i th think is just so incredible uh and how it lies 
uh, in, in confirms scripture that God's given us. And I'll, I'll unpack this for you a little bit more. But some of the statistics that I want to share with you guys, you may have heard some of us talk about this before. As I know, Tim Kopolov, uh within the King's Council, one of my good, good, good buds, love him to death, has created this platform called Kingdom Businesses, right? It's a platform specifically to, to highlight uh, businesses owned by kingdom-minded people, owned by Christians, okay? And the reason that we have become, I don't want to say obsessed, but we, we've become very intentional with this is because of these statistics right here, okay? And the Christian faith, the, the amount of times that a, a dollar is transferred from Christian to Christian, is it's sad guys compared to other faiths other religions the 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 muslim community one dollar is exchanged 14 to 16 times between so follow me on this guys if if a person who is is of the muslim faith right they're, they're or the of the islamic faith they they are going to be intentional with who they're sowing their dollar into Right, they're going to choose. Oh, if you're of my own own faith, I'm going to choose to do business with you. The Jewish community does an incredible job as well. Twelve to fourteen times, twelve to fourteen times, they're going to intentionally choose who they're sowing into. The Christian community, zero to one, zero to one times. Guys, this is why this is so stinking important. Because if we are called to sow on good soil, which that's what the Bible tells us to do, why wouldn't we choose to sow into other believers who will be intentional with their dollar, right? Hopefully, but this is the point of, of even this platform that, that Tim has created is, is, Hey, can we, can we be confident that these people are tithing, that they're giving above and beyond, uh, that they're sowing into other businesses as well. And, and once we become intentional with that, we know that, that this wealth that's out there. Okay. And I'm going to share some more stats with you guys that, uh, that it, I would encourage you grab a pen and paper because some of these are mind blowing. I mean, it, it's rocked my world. And these aren't just numbers that I've made up guys. We've, we've cite these in the book, uh, where, where we've got these, these, um, these numbers from these statistics from, uh, and it's, it's just incredible. The impact that we could have, right? Notice I didn't say that we are having the impact that we could have if we became intentional with where we're sowing our dollars. Guys, so here's the state of the kingdom economy right now. Okay, this is technically 2019, but I certainly know this hasn't gotten better considering what's happened over the last couple of years. But in, in 2019, when these this um, survey was taken, 209 million people here in America identified themselves as Christians. All right, uh, starting out the gates, we can we can already say that, okay, this is probably skewed a little bit. I mean, if, if they identify themselves as Christians, I mean, you might as well use another pronoun, uh, that other people are using as well. Right? Like, give me a break. Uh, if you're a Christian, first off, it's, it's interesting to me in the Bible, the word Christian is, I, it's only used like three times and it's actually when it's used, it's actually used in almost like a d defamatory way, right? Like it's not as a, you weren't like, it was when people, they were mocking them, like those Christians, which is interesting. Uh, other people, you know, if you look in the Bible, they, they were follow, followers of Christ. They were disciples and, uh, Christians wasn't, wasn't necessarily a good term, right? But it's used all day, every day today. So 209 people in America identify themselves as Christians, which I already know is not accurate. At least maybe they're, they're hoping for Jesus as savior. Is he for them? I don't know. Uh, but I certainly know 209 million people 
are not looking to Jesus as Lord of their life. I very boldly, confidently say that. Out of those 209 million people, though, 184 and a half, 184.5 million of them are church members. Okay, interesting. All right, so what's a member of a church? I don't have those statistics for you, but only 83 of those actually uh, attend a weekly service. 83 million attend a weekly service. Out of that, 83 million, 10 to 25% of them tithe. Okay, so that alone, you can see how this is just sifting the sand. If you think of a funnel here, we're just sifting the sand here. So out of the 83 million, they're saying 10 to 20, 25% of them actually tithe. But get this, this is again where this these statistics are completely uh, you know, inaccurate um, as far based upon the, the terminology that they're using at least. The average amount that those 10 to 25% were tithing was 2.5% which if any of you know what the word tithe actually means, it's one-tenth. Okay, so again, 2.5%, uh, the, the word tithe shouldn't even be used in there. It's like 10 to 25% offer money, give, but the average amount is 2.5%. And mind you guys, during the Great Depression, we found these numbers as well. That number was 3.3%. 3.3%. So people were actually giving more of their overall uh, percentage of income they were giving more in the great depression than they are right now crazy now i want to un- people to understand this too we aren't giving to god in this situation i i, I want us to really understand the importance of this because god doesn't need our money can we be real with that like it's not like god's sitting up in in, in heaven again place uh not rule and reign here today and now which he is uh, but it's not like he's sitting up there going, man, I got, I got rent this month. I hope, I hope these guys tithe, right? That's, that's crazy for us to think that way. And then you, you've got, there's that one, one thought process, but then you've got people that are like, well, I don't, I'm not tithing because I don't believe, uh, the leaders are going to, uh, use it correctly. Right. I mean, partly so I would understand that, but if that's your heart, then I would, I would, you know, maybe consider finding a different place to worship. Right, sow into people that you want to sow into. This is part of your your you're called to sow into good soil. And where whoever is, when we think of who we're tithing to or or what we're tithing for, I, I would suggest tithe your local church. Right, be, we should all be a part of a local church. Okay, there's nothing more impactful and powerful than being a part of a community of believers. But also, you want to be sowing into somebody that's that's feeding you spiritually. Right? Like where who is feeding you spiritually? Where are you looking to for, for mentorship and guidance? And and can you sow into them? And the point of this, guys, isn't for them. The point of it is is to get into alignment with what God can do in your life when you fall into obedience to what the word of God tells us to do. I want us to really understand that, guys. When we obey, when we obey, the blessing is just unlocked. It's not about name it and, and claim it or sow it. And I don't even know all these different catchphrases that there are. It's not about that at all. It is about falling into agreement and alignment with a Matthew 6.33 lifestyle, seeking first the kingdom of God. And if I'm seeking him, I better be doing what the Bible tells me to do. Okay, I hope you guys are following me on this. A few more statistics I want to share with you guys. The amount of Christians, okay, we said there were 209 million of them. 
184 and a half of them are attending week weekly church or excuse me 184 of them are church members 83 of them million of them attend weekly church 10 to 25 percent of them give okay and the average amount is two and a half percent now if if the self-professed christians actually tithed i want to i want us to understand what this number is first off of those uh, millions of, of Christians, again, self-professed Christians, the amount of money that they produced in 2019 was $5.2 trillion. $5.2 trillion. 10% of that is $520 billion. Think of, these are ridiculous numbers, guys. $520 billion. If we, if we tithed, $520 billion would, would be used for... Uh, let's let's think about it. What could that could those be used for? I mean, the local church. I've got some of these statistics actually that I I thought was so interesting. The annual church budgets of all the churches. It's like three hundred thousand different denominations. I mean, it's it's crazy. But of all the churches here in the U.S., again, we're talking in the U.S., their annual budgets total would equate to about forty five billion dollars for an annual budget. Forty five billion. That's not even a drop in the bucket compared to the $520 billion that we just talked about. If you want to solve world hunger within five years, solving world hunger would cost $26.25 billion. To eliminate illiteracy, $12.6 billion. To have clean water and full sanitation, $15.75 billion. To fully fund all mission work, $1.1 billion. Guys, we could do all of these things Literally every 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 um, uh, tr- tr- every tribe, tongue, and nation could have the Bible translated to, and everybody could hear the living, breathing Word of God. Okay, and we would have four hundred and eighteen billion dollars left over. I'm pausing here for a reason, guys. Think about this: five hundred and twenty billion dollars. If if we just tithe now, again, this. From the top of this funnel, we're calling this, it's skewed from the get-go because there's not that many actual followers of Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying that we even, I mean, sure, that we we lack followers of Jesus Christ, but I want us to get, get this really, really clear here, guys. There's still $418 billion left over in, in virtually every like main huge problem with just uh, poverty and, and hunger all of that could be solved and there would still be $418 billion left over. So what I want us to understand here is that we are not lacking resources. There is no lack of resources out there, guys. What we are lacking is kingdom entrepreneurs operating within these kingdom principles. Hear me on this, guys. That is what, what we're lacking here. If we would just be obedient, but man, the enemy's done an incredible job here. He's done an incredible job at tricking us, or tricking our mindsets into into like not wanting to give, not wanting to to sow into other businesses, right? And this isn't even talking like if we actually started to sow into each other, each other's businesses, which would increase that number from the very very top, that five point two trillion, that could now become six trillion, seven, eight trillion. Right, if we actually were confidently purchasing products and goods and services from other believers that are going to tithe, guys, this is a cycle. This is the cycle, the kingdom economy cycle. But it starts with kingdom entrepreneurs like yourself. Listen to this thing right here.
right? Guys, that, that is where this absolutely starts and, and breaks down. But, but could, but you could build the pawn as well. Breaks down, but also we could build upon this. Okay, back to productivity. I talked about the, how, how, you, how you determine the wealth of a nation is, is understanding uh, its GDP, its gross domestic productivity. And I really believe this comes from Genesis 128 when it, it tells us to be fruitful. This is literally the kingdom entrepreneur mandate, which is going to be what book two is ultimately going to be about in, in this, in this three-part series that I'm, I'm writing here. We are called to be fruitful, number one. What in the heck does fruitful actually even mean? I'll cover that here in a sec. But then we are called to multiply. We are called to, to subdue the earth and to have dominion. Okay, there's specific things that I'm going to lay out in, in book two here. But fruitful, let's, get, let's just break that down real quick. To be fruitful doesn't just mean to have babies, right? We, get, we understand that, that yes, there's a, that's a portion of it. But what's so important to understand here is that this is a, a, a command. This is our first... A mandate to to go to be fruitful, which to means to be productive, and it's understanding that it's it's a cultural mandate. Okay, in order for us to have dominion, we are taking this culture with us, right? We are being fruitful, and then generationally, we're teaching this culture, this mandate to have dominion. The problem is, it's not that even. It, it, it's not the, these principles work. I, I do want people to really understand that, that those that are, are ruling, those that are having dominion right now, you better believe they're operating with within kingdom principles. Okay. No different than uh, if I drop a pen, it's going to fall to the ground because of the principle and the laws of gravity. And these laws and these principles within the word of God are no different. They are no different. They work every single time, no matter who's operating within them. Okay, I just want to be crystal clear on this. I'm a, I'm a prime example of this. The, the very first year that I ever made seven figures, I didn't know this at the time. I, I fell into this. I, did, I had no clue that this took place, guys. But that was the very first year that I actually started and committed to tithing, where I, I just put it on autopilot. And that year, my, and that wasn't my intent at all. It was just something that I felt like when I was 24 that I – was just impressed upon me to do. Okay, now I'm I'm encouraging you all. Well, well, we have a, a lot of of financial money principles that we'll unpack here probably over the next couple months. Uh, and it, it starts with tithing, though. Like if you 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 can't give above and beyond if you're not giving what you what you are called to do, what you are obediently told to do. Okay, and I'll unpack that in some other episodes as well. But I, I want you guys to really understand, like this, as a kingdom entrepreneur, we've been given this mandate to be fruitful, to be productive. And, and once we get into this cycle of, of sowing and reaping, which here's the, the crazy thing is that things within the kingdom, they're almost, they're not almost, they are opposite. They're, they're opposite. A lot of things within the kingdom is is complete opposite to what we we think is like, normal what we think would be uh the way to actually do things it's it's inverse to the, what the world says and understand me on this guys you can maybe finish these sentences in order to live we must die right how about this in order to be first we must be last 
I think there's some other ones here. How about we, we're supposed to give and it will be given. Yes. Okay. So I'm acting like you guys are actually responding to me. Uh, <laughs> it's always weird doing these things when you're just solo right now. But um, but I, I say give and it will be given because I really think what what kind of hit home to me, guys, is when I understood this concept of, of giving and 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 receiving and understanding like this this cycle, this flow that we get into, it the the power of it. Like I even think of using God and and Jesus as as the prime example. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Like the only way even for the creator to to restore creation was to give. Just mind-blowing to me, guys. So I feel like I could go on and on and on with some of these concepts, but I do want us to come back to even some a couple more statistics and why I think this is so important, guys. Because if we want to have kingdom impact, if we want to actually truly make a difference, and I mean... I say that maybe it's not that we're not making a difference, but if we want to have lasting legacy, like my, my heart is so, so uh, just focused and, and, and laser beamed engaged on this kingdom economy concept and this understanding that it starts with us. Cause if not us, then who, if not us, then who right here, right now, I believe every single one of us, you listening to this right now, it is, uh, November 2022, right now as I'm recording this, whenever you're listening to this, think of yourself right now. God prepared this specifically for you to hear this message today. And we get to make a choice to to like continually continually like living life the way we are by usually by default, right? Some of you may have been, are listening to this and you're already in this cycle and you're, you're listening to this to stay encouraged and, and, and uh, by by meditating on scripture, knowing we're teaching on scripture, it's helping you to speak these type of things into existence. And so I, I think it's so great that you're continually listening to these, but there's such impact when we start to do. And here's the reason why we have to do. This is the reason why we have to do, guys, because the enemy has done an incredible job at warping the minds of believers. Okay, we know, we've been told you cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve, like, Scripture tells us that. So how do I know who I'm serving? And all the Dave Ramseyites, they do uh, a great job at, like, he's built an incredible cult following. Uh, And they'll tell you exactly how you're supposed to get out of debt, right? But if you're, if that is your focus, first off, if you're in debt, sure. Let that be your number one. Like, let's figure out how to get, get, become less in debt. How about that? Because I really, I don't believe debt is necessarily a bad thing unless you're truly, not using it for, uh, using it as a tool. How about that, right? But they've done a, a great job. Dave has has led the charge on this with what I believe is warping the minds of of believers that debt is is bad, debt is evil, debt is terrible. And at the end of the day, if you use cash, if you're spending cash, I want. I wish I had it on me right now. But if you pull out a dollar bill, I want you to take a look at exactly what it says across the top of that. Pull it out, a $100 bill, $50 bill, whatever you got on there. And it says a Federal Reserve note. Okay, if you look up what a note actually is, you're using an instrument of debt. So if cash is king, if that's what you're thinking is like the only way to go, then you are, you're, you're already in debt and you are a slave to debt and you are serving money in your debt. You're serving money in your poverty. Understand this, guys. The enemy's done an incredible job at warping the minds of of believers infiltrating the church 
specifically here in America, tricking people how to continually not thrive, not to have abundance and not to be, not to prosper. Because here's the deal, guys. And I'm already, I know I'm going to get some hate on this. Like, oh, this, this is just one of those, uh, you know, prosperity gospel guys, right? Like, absolutely not. But I don't know. I would, if I was going to lean one way or the other, I'm definitely more, uh, when I read the, the Bible, the word of God, I hear lots of amazing words about prosperity in the Bible. Okay. Here's the thing. Worldly prosperity is not what I'm talking about, but I want to live a prosperous life. I want to know how to be prosperous and successful. The Bible tells me how to do it. So I want to, why wouldn't I want that? The problem is your mindset of what prosperous and successful has been warped and you've been, you've been tricked. You've been deceived into thinking that it is a bad thing. It is a negative thing. Okay. The love of money. We know that is the root of all kinds of evil. The problem is most Christians are loving money in their poverty. I'm going to say that again, because first off, understand what love actually is. If you think about, uh, think about somebody that you love, right? If you're first in a re- got into a relationship or you're, you're courting somebody now, you, what do you think about? You're, you're, you're like, oh, I'm in love. You're, you're going, oh man, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that person all the time. I'm pursuing that person all the time. And if, if maybe I don't even get that person, it like destroys me. Take that guys in your relationship with money. Are you thinking about it all the time? Are you pursuing it all the time? If you don't get it, does it wreck you? The love of money, or if you if you're working your tail off to to get paid a, a dollar amount over a specific period of time, don't tell me that you're not loving money by doing that. Okay, I mean, I'd, I'd happily have maybe we'll go a further discussion on that, but it starts with our mindset on this, guys. And here's here's why I believe the enemy has done an incredible job at this because the proof is in, in the statistics. I'm going to share some of these again with you guys. Okay. We're talking about here in America, 57% of people don't have a thousand dollars in their bank account. 57%, 44% of people cannot afford an additional $400 a month payment. 23% of people couldn't even pay their existing monthly bills today. 23% of people are, they just can't even pay their bills today. There's 1.1 billion active credit cards in the U.S. Now, I don't believe credit cards are necessarily a bad thing if you're getting into this principle of of using it as a tool. Now, if you have a problem with with overspending because you love things of this world and you're 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 finding worth and buying things, okay, I would argue that you don't own money. Money owns you, and and you are loving money in your continual cycle of poverty. I feel like there's a lot that I want to continue to unpack on this guys, but I know I'm, I'm no, we're getting long on this specific episode, but I'm going to do some follow-up episodes on this. And I want us to just understand this. If, we, if I know that I cannot serve both God and money, how do I know who I'm serving in any situation that I'm, I'm, I'm taking right. And any decision that I'm making, who am I serving? we got to ask ourselves who or what is dictating that decision. Is it God because I've seeked him first and, and he's my focus and my priority? Or is it because of what I think I can do with money or what I can't do with it? Okay, because this isn't about like loving money on as a lot of people have this perception of entrepreneurs as, oh, you're just greedy and you're money hungry and you're always chasing it. It's like, first off, that's their perception. Okay, so take that off the table right away. That's their reality, but it isn't your reality. 
right? But it's it's understanding that I, wh- the reason why I'm doing any of this, what's the heart behind it? What is it for? Is it because I, I've seeked God and I know what my calling is and what I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to love the Lord, the God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm to love others. And by golly, I can I can love the crap out of others if I've got a lot of resources to make that happen. Okay, the Good Samaritan. We are we are called to be that type of Christian that will put somebody on our very own donkey. We're called to to be the type of Christian that pays for the the person in need, that bandages them up, that has the resources to be able to do that. Right? Just ask yourself right now. What think of one of the what's a charity or an organization that that you could just you get maybe it, it just breaks your heart when you hear about it. Right? Or what is one that you just that God has has stirred within your heart? Like you you just get so fired up, you get so excited when you hear about it or the impact that it could have. It is is it like uh, you know, feed my starving children that, that we we've packed food with here in Minnesota, incredible organization. Right? Just think about the a, a child that has to go to bed hungry every single night. Is that like does it break your heart? Right? Or or for me, a child sex trafficking. Like I, man, that just, I, I even, I, I think about it and I get fired up. Like what in the heck is going on in this world? The evil, the disgustingness, I, I want to do something about it, right? Like what, what is it that, that stirred it up inside of you that you just like, oh, let's go, let's go. And if I was to ask any of you, if, if that's, I think, find out what that is for you. Right, whatever, whatever, what what breaks your heart? That's what passion is. What what has God given you? That passion that's inside of you, and then ask yourself, man, I would love, I'd love to give a million dollars to that organization, and not just pray about it. Yes, prayer is a wonderful thing, okay. But most of us, God's not most of us, all of us. I'm going to say all of us have been called to do. God created everything, and then He gave us the ability to be productive to multiply. And and then he's asked us to, he's, he pulled us alongside in Genesis two to co-create with him. And yet some of us are sitting around playing the victim and thinking like, Oh, well, who am I? Or what can I do? I'm telling you, God has called you, but you don't have to do anything. It's a, it's a choice that you get to make. But I've, I'm so freaking committed to this. The, the, what gets me going, what, what keeps me going? How about that? is to know that I've ran this race. As Paul says, I want to know that I've ran this race well. And when I get to those pearly gates in heaven, I want to, the only words that I want to hear is well done, well done. So tell me what, what breaks your heart and what would it be like to, to be able to give that million dollars, that $10 million, that hundred million dollars to that organization Right? What, maybe it's a hundred bucks. That hundred bucks could be the next hundred bucks that that changes somebody else's life for eternity. But what breaks your heart? What is it? Because that type of vision is going to be what gives any sort of pain that you go through. That type of vision is going to give that pain purpose. And when we get up. And we face the, you know, every single day as, as a kingdom entrepreneur. And it's like, oh, this is so hard or this is so tough or do I, why do I have to do this? Like it, it changes our mindset to 
this is why I get to do this. Right? Because I, I know that there's a calling way above anything that, that is even just providing meal for my family or that is, is to get the new car or the new home. But the, the drive and the hunger is about what we can do when the, the wealth of the wicked are brought back into the kingdom, the kingdom economy. That's how we have dominion. Yes, it's so great to pray on things and to, to uh, uh, you know, continue. Obviously, we, we seek God in everything that we do, and, and there's, there's a time and a place for prayer, but there's a time and a place to do. We are called to do. And if you need direction on this, if you're, if you're like, I don't know, or if you're, maybe you're working a job, but you just know that there's something more, I, I, there's something that I can build more. God's given me the ability to create wealth. It's God that gives us that ability. Okay. Some of us have, have great giftings and are very talented at, at certain things that can, you know, maybe be, uh, accelerants to, to producing wealth, but it's God ultimately that has given us that ability. And here in America, man, we have it freaking good. We have it good. If, if there's any country in the world, the ability to create wealth, it's, it's us. I don't care what your race, your religion, your, your, under, your, your male, your female, your identify as a clown. I don't give a crap what your pronoun is. You have an ability to create wealth. And it's unlike any other nation in the freaking world that has this ability. So what the heck are we doing here as in America, as Americans, as Christian entrepreneurs, what are we doing? Let's get it together. Let's, let's have uh, loyalty to each other. Let's have authority. Let's have, uh, first off, provide a, the best freaking product that you possibly can, the best service that you possibly can. Imagine if all of us had that, that mindset and we came alongside and we said, yes, we're, we're going we're gonna to do this. And I'm, I'm going to sow into you and you, oh, you need my services too. We're going to sow into each other. Now we get into this kingdom cycle. And if you don't have that business and you're looking like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to even do. You don't know what you don't know. Then get, get it plugged into the King's Council. We're starting to host, guys. Every single month we're going to be hosting online. I mean, the, the buzzword out there is challenges, right? Online challenges. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I would say the, these things are online tools, online resources that we're making available for you to understand the gifting that's inside of you, that, that greatness that's inside of you. And, and now what can we, how can we be creative? How can we be productive with what God has given you? And I'm telling you, it isn't like looking out to, to what other people can do or what system or, uh, you know, what I need to learn. Yeah. There's going to be some things where you need to, you need to learn and you need to, you need to hone your craft. But I'm telling you, God has given you a gift. What has he given you? What is in your hand right now that you can be productive with? And then maybe that is the stepping stone to your second business, to your third business, to your fourth business. Guys, that's what the King's Council, that's what we're doing here. So I'm calling all entrepreneurs, all wantrepreneurs. If you're looking for, for I don't know what I don't know, then get plugged in. Get plugged into the King's Council we're hosting these, these online uh, teaching challenges that are going to help to keep you accountable. It's going to help you gain clarity in your life. And ultimately, it's going to be that catalyst to take action, to take action today.
to do. We're to meditate on the word of God and we are to do. If you want to get plugged into this thing, just text the word KING, K-I-N-G, to 727-472-3860. We'll keep you in the loop of, of, of all the different uh, programs that we have available uh, to disciple entrepreneurs. That's what we are, guys. The King's Council is a discipleship program for kingdom entrepreneurs. doesn't matter if you're, you're 10 years old or you're 100 years old doesn't matter if you've bought and, and sold multiple businesses or if you've, you've, you've only worked a job. You've never even had a job. It doesn't matter. Guys, there's, there, this is a discipleship process. And the moment, the moment you get into this, guys, on, no different than when you, when you first give your life to Christ. It's like, okay, did I, I, okay I, I got in, right? Like salvation. Cool. You got in. But guys, this isn't where life, like, it, it, it's not where your, your life on earth ends. Okay, the moment you give your life to Christ, that's when life begins. Eternity begins right then and there. Now you get to step into the kingdom, God's reign and rule in your life, and you have special advantages. Hear me when I say this. You have special advantages as a kingdom entrepreneur than anybody else out there. But you got to get into the obedient principles that he's given us. And the Bible is full of them, guys. So when we talk about discipleship through kingdom entrepreneur discipleship, that's what we're talking about. What is the word of God? What is the ultimate personal development book? What does it say on how to run a business? What does it say on, on how to uh, uh, provide goods and services to people? This is what we teach on throughout the King's Council. So again, text the word King to 727-472-3860. I feel like I could go on and on and on, guys, but I'm going to wrap it up with that. And we'll do a number of follow-up episodes on multiple of these topics. And you know what? I just want to say, if there's any topics that you would like myself or a Christian to, to dive into specifically, just text us. Again, 727-472-3860. We get and read every one of those text messages, guys. So you can text the word king if you want to get into this the king's council and understand what we're all about. If you want the book for free, that download, text the word seven. And then if you just want to get in the in you want just want to plug in and you want to maybe share with us, hey, what are some things that that we should talk about? Give us some topics. You want sales topics, you want marketing, you want uh um how do I set up an LLC? I'm open, guys. I want to I want to provide what what you guys need. And so send us some some uh ideas, send us some um topics and and we'll we'll be sure to actually put those on the schedule here as we're we're building out our program for 2023. And let me tell you guys, we have an unbelievable amount of, of events and amount of uh, resources that we're making available here to members of the King's Council. So again, get into the cycle, guys. I love you guys, and thanks for listening to me here for the past however long this has been, but I will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.